Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Always Aggravated, a Mike Valenti signature podcast. This week on Always Aggravated, this is a big show. It is the Midsummer Special, a.k.a. Mike's on Vacation, a.k.a. Sully's Addicted to Mailbags. But we're going to do a huge listener mailbag. But first, we start with a special announcement. That's all next on Always Aggravated. All right, so the announcement portion of this. Many of you have asked, when are we going to two? When are we going to two? Okay, well, a couple of things. What we have is an incredible core of listeners, the people who download this thing every week, right? And that's awesome. But going to two a week, I want it to grow. And I want it to grow at, I want to make sure we get to a certain place before we do it. So here's what we decided to do. Get to two a week, but do it differently. For instance, last year, because I was fighting with this company, I couldn't release this thing before football season. If you remember, if you've been with us since the beginning, you know the week we released? Like the week of Thanksgiving. The worst time to release a podcast. So we've really never had that right runway to get started. You know what that runway is. It's football season. So here's what we're doing. We are going to do a football only 23-week run of a second pod a week. And it is going to be all things college and NFL and gambling. So the betting perspective on games. It's deep dive breakdowns on the games that we will quickly pick with sarcasm and ridiculous second deck drops on Fridays. But go into the games we like each week. Sully is the total king. We are going to do a pod a second pod every week, and it's going to be called Cocked and Loaded because we do Sully's Cocked and Loaded pick of the day. Why change it? So we're going to call it <laughs> Cocked and Loaded. It's going to be Sully riding a, a penis made of uh, oh. poker chips. No, it's wow. going to be exciting. So that will start, and again, I have to nail this down, but that is supposed to start the week before college football, and we go to the week after the Super Bowl. Cool. Every week. All football. It'll be 45 minutes of all football, college and pro, getting you ready for the weekend. I'm not committed to guests yet. I can get them if I want them. I'll leave it at that. But that is going to be the second pod, so you're going to need to subscribe to it. I'll tell you where to find it and when to find it, but there is your announcement. And then, then I may greenlight a second one of these each week. But until then, now it's time to party. Sully, you have the mailbag. Oh, yeah. And what we decided to do was this. There's no good way for me to lay down content two weeks ahead of time on things we normally do. Nothing in sports. If I go on vacation, I'm on vacation. I'm not dialing up and recording a pod on a phone like some of these other shitheads who <laughs> do podcasts. You know how bad some of these podcasts sound out there? I know. I'm not really, doing that. I feel, yeah, it's all. So Sully said, look. We never, ever even get to half of the mailbag questions. It never happens. I've been saving them. I think we should do a midsummer mailbag blowout and cover every corner of the universe from our listeners. And I said, okay. I mean, fuck it. I'm on vacation. So let's have a good time. So this is the byproduct. Sully, the floor is yours. I am ready, unless any of you have questions about Cocked and Loaded. But there's no way you would have questions because you're a part of it. So <laughs> no, sounds good. You can ask me those questions off the air. <laughs> you're on the air. You're on oh. the air, Roberto. You're on the air. All right, perfect. So yeah, and when you said it, hey, there's a ton of mailbag questions, and I mean from every category, sports related, non sports related, mm, sports. fun stuff, everything. So let's just you know dive right into hey, it. Hey Mike, how much do you hate Daniel Jones? No, there's none of that. But let's start with it. Let's start with hey, this is a kind of a somewhat of a simple sports one, just perfect way to kick it off. Do you guys see the Pistons making the playoffs this upcoming season? No. 
Over-unders 34.5 in Vegas. I still have a belief that Blake Griffin's name will pop up in trade rumors. Uh, I have told you I thought something was brewing last year. Uh, I think Tom Gorris has put a stop to some things in the past. And uh, no, I'm, I'm gonna. I think Vegas is kind of right on this one, and I don't think Miami's done. And I think Miami would take that last spot and leave you out. I will say no, David. I'm gonna say yeah. They find a way to make the ace. Yep, now that's fine. Again. And then, as Cypress Hill once said, they'll end up dining on the bullet. Yes. Yep. That's what I see <laughs> happening again. I see him sneaking into the playoffs again. I agree. That's right. That's what I. Okay. Well, we'll see. I, 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 listen. How much did we just spend on the Pistons there? 45 seconds? Too long? 44 seconds. Too many. Uh. Hey, this is what the people want. All right, so are you guys receptive to taking pictures in public, or should we leave you be? And there's also a follow-up question to this as well. This is from uh, Anthony. It's not about should. That, that Should is off the table. You never can say no to your customers when it comes down to that. Now, look, if someone's trying to be a dick, that's a different conversation. But if they're cool about it, I've never said no. I never will. I don't know why you'd want to look at my big-ass <laughs> head. I have no idea. But you know what? If that's what you want, if that's going to make you happy or whatever, or you're going to Photoshop it and say, I hate this asshole and send it to your whole <laughs> fantasy football league, I don't care. It's like I say on the air. I get paid every two weeks. But if that's what you want, I think it's a person in my position. It's my job to deliver that. People are my customers. They are the reason that me and my wife, my family, get to live the life we live. Just take the fucking picture. I never understand why people get bent out of shape. Now, if a person's trying to be an asshole, <laughs> that's different. <laughs> but I, I, I don't believe no is ever on the table. And should you leave people alone? I mean, you're asking me? I leave everybody alone. Siren. I mean, hell, when I'm in Saratoga, you see celebrities all the time. I don't bother a soul. What the fuck do I want a picture with Bobby Flay Wait, for? Is there, is, there, is there a time where any of you guys, like, a guy... Wouldn't stop refute like if well, you refused to buy a drink for you and you said no, it's oh, all that right. Ha- that that has happened in the past. And they want to like jam it down your throat. Yeah, but that that's where again it gets to a point where you tell them, listen to me. If you want to listen to me on the air on Monday, <laughs> I can't take that drink from you now. <laughs> like while you're on the air doing a live remote, just take the drink, <laughs> man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be a pussy. And you're like, no, you don't. You don't get it. I'm That's seeing great. my bank account flash before my eyes. I can't do that. Now, Roberto, you're asked for pictures a lot in public. Do you have any issues with that? No, I've never been asked for pictures. David, Roberto yes, told us you before he had people come up to him recently or something. He yes, I would love uh, to see Roberto getting fan pictures. No. No, I can't think of it. All right, well, here's a perfect follow-up into that question. This is from Stover 96 (laughs) on Instagram. What's the craziest fan interaction that you've ever had in public? Is there one that sticks out? Yes, for me. Um, You know, I have kids. Of course, everyone listening knows I have two boys. Um, The strangest one was a teacher assistant in my son's kindergarten class. I'm trying to drop him off for school. says, are you who I think you are? Are you? You're on the radio? I'm like. Dude, I'm trying to be a father here. Just kind of leave me alone. That's, are you that was kind of strange. Think you are? Are you, I think yeah. like, like you landed on the moon. No, but but here's what he what he did. He said, "Yeah, I looked up your son's name. My <gasps> oldest has the same name as me." Mm-hmm. He looked. I said, "I looked up the roster and I noticed." That, yeah, that's his son. They have the same name. I'm like, "Oh, please! Oh, dude, Why are Jesus. you looking up my the oh. roster of the school class here? Leave me alone." <laughs> that mean, was weird. I don't know. I mean, Mike, I, it's, it's, I've seen it all. I, I, I've seen fights. I've seen people get thrown out. I've seen people come up and try to cuss me out with headphones on hosting a show live. I've had people follow me who, who want to break down the Tiger rotation. I've seen all kinds yeah. of shit. I think the craziest one was probably just shit brain crazy where I knew, wow, there's something up with this dude. Oh, no. It was probably, I got to think, 06 maybe, 07. Terry and I were at a bar doing a remote, and it might have been for March Madness. And there was a, a senior gentleman. I mean, he was old. Like, I'm not talking 50s or 60s. He had to be 70 or older. And he stared at me. Whole fucking show. <laughs> Wouldn't stop staring at me. And I thought it was weird, but I guess I didn't. I just figured, whatever. Maybe he's just tired. He's an old guy. But he kept fucking staring at me. So about 530 uh, he finally comes up to the table. And he doesn't say anything to me. 
He just hands me a folded up note. Oh. <laughs> and I go, What is that? What the fuck is this? <laughs> so I open it up. And all it says in his like, phone number. No, 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 <laughs> no. His address. No, all it said in Sharpie was, "You look absolutely terrible. You should eat more oatmeal." <laughs> what? <laughs> huh? I don't know. It was great. Oh my, I don't know oh if he was God. hitting me with a weight loss tip or he was threatening to kill me in some weird language. Holy shit. That's the weirdest fucking thing that has ever happened <laughs> wow. to me. Wow. That's hilarious. Oh my. And talk about random. I mean, I think that's maybe the last thing you'd expect opening up a note from somebody to say that. I would have appreciated with, hey, son, go fuck yourself. Yeah. No, no. Son. No, you look absolutely <laughs> terrible. I go, oh, all right. That's crazy. I don't know. Jack LaLanne's here. Ugh, man. <laughs> Whatever. Wow. I mean, you wanted weird. I yeah, no, that's weird. perfect. That's a, the other that stuff, perfectly. it's all cliche. Oh, yeah, these, these guys fought, or this these guys got kicked out, or mm -hmm. this guy uh, cursed at Terry or dropped a racial slur. We, <laughs> Terry and I saw it on the 15 years we were together. Is that funny to you, Roberto? <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, <laughs> whoa. Whoa. Do we have to have a conversation after this, Roberto? No. Wow. You just you, you see all kinds. No, of that's shit. a great answer to that question. Okay, another one here, uh, Mike. Are you ever going to provide the exact jerk rib recipe to us? Only after you guys come to the house and have it. <laughs> uh, that then then and then I will find out if it's worth giving. But don't worry. I, I told you we'll do a first week in a college football if you want. I'm fine with that. State plays Friday night. I got all cool. day Saturday to watch everything else. I'll glad and David. I'll put an entire whatever you want. I know you don't dine on swine. You want steak? I'll do steak. You want me to do a chicken that way? I'll do it. Whatever. I don't care. You want some salmon. Whatever you want. Salmon. You tell me what you want. I'll make jerk salmon. Oh, you can't go wrong. Yeah, I think it's probably good. good. Next. All right, from Brendan. Another grill question. Oh need your God. need your input on, on fajitas, <laughs> grill or skillet? Come on. What do you mean? Like there's a choice? Yeah. No, I I I don't buy the skillet. You got you got to get if you're doing fajitas, you got to be on the grill because the flavor from the grill or the charcoal yeah. is what provides. And it. then you cut it. Yeah, I mean you should only be doing a light marinade anyways. And I even have specific thoughts. I, I'm not. Well, and that's the second part. What type of marinades do you prefer? Yeah, I mean for for steak, I always go with a good carne asada marinade. But then again, I'll be honest with you, a lot of the stuff I'll do, I don't marinate steak. I'll do it for others, but mm. I'll always leave some unmarinated. I want it just heavily salted. I want it seasoned right. I want it grilled. And then the flavors you want to get, top the steak with it. I think marinating steak fucks up how you cook it. Mm, but would it's you too soggy. You don't get the crispness you want. Chicken, you got to marinate because chicken's disgusting. Mm -hmm. Chicken, <laughs> disgusting. it's gross. I mean, a chicken breast, it, it's like cardboard. It it's is. awful. It is. Why do you think chicken fingers are so good? Because yeah. it's no longer chicken at that point. It's right. been breaded, fried, dipped in honey mustard. It's <laughs> yeah. not chicken anymore. you got to marinate chicken. But steak, I, I have yep. a different approach. And then you would roast the peppers whole, right? I'll cut them in half. I cut them in half. Yeah, I'll blister one side. I'll hit them with olive oil. I use salt, pepper, garlic powder. If I'm doing something Mexican, I, I don't mind hitting it with a touch, a little chili pepper, a little cumin. And what, flour tortilla? No, nah, I don't do the tortilla, so I couldn't tell you. Oh. I mean, I'll provide it for people, but I don't fuck with it. Yeah. No, like one of the best, I'll tell you, you want another grilled, I'll give you another grilled deal. So here's, here's what you can do, and you don't need any marinades. You don't need any bullshit. You go out, and you got to buy just good butcher's salt. Mm. Butcher's salt generally will have some cracked black pepper in it. Mm. It'll have a little bit of celery, a uh, little celery salt in there, a little onion powder, a little garlic powder. Basic. But it's got big crystals of salt. Mm -hmm. I like to do kind of an Argentinian grill. All right. So, like, you get flank, you get skirt, you could do short rib if you're skilled, and you get some chorizo. All of these things are available at any regular meat counter. It's simple. The biggest key to this whole deal get your grill screaming hot for everything but the short rib. Pretend I didn't say that. Just go flank, skirt, chorizo, get the grill screaming hot. While that grill's getting to about seven, 800 degrees, just take your meat out, let it get to room temperature. Do not put cold meat on the grill. Stop it. Mm -hmm. yeah, All the juices big, will fly yeah, out of it. It's a big no-no. You got to take a little bit of oil, rub each of them. That's what's going to bind. And then you take your butcher's salt and you hammer these friggin' things. Mm. Both sides and work it in. 
You go to the grill and handle this. It's it should be very simple. For the flank, three minutes aside. For the skirt, two minutes aside. For the chorizo, it's sausage. Figure it out. Huh. It's not hard. Huh. But in the same time you're doing it, like Roberto said, chop a couple onions directly in half, mm. foil them, olive oil, do them 10 minutes in the foil, take them out, hit them right over the fire. Red peppers, green peppers, have them, oil them, put them on the top shelf, leave those for 10 minutes. You take this whole ensemble, put it on a butcher board. Take your meat, you're going to tent it, you're cooking the veggies while the meat is tented and resting for 10 minutes. Slice everything up nice and thin. I make my own chimichurri. You want to buy it, no disrespect, you do it. It's easier. But chimichurri's got to go with it. Then you got your meats, you got your veggies. Nice. You buy a nice chunk of manchego cheese. Mm. It's this delicious Spanish cheese. It's almost like the provolone of Spain. Not expensive, just good. And a couple bottles mm. of red wine, you can feed an army. Fuck the fajitas. Go that That's route. That's sweet, yeah. You don't mm. need any tortillas with what I just gave you. I like it. It's detailed. It's perfect. And then you really want to go nuts. You do some red roasted pepper and provolone and anchovies and olive oil. Put that in a little dish next to it. All right. Man, you're on. getting me hungry. Oh, Roberto, Roberto's, about to, <laughs> Roberto's about to come in his pants. Wow. <laughs> next. All right, next one from Jason here. For uh, Does Mike or Sully, what is your biggest loss in Vegas? Oh, fuck you. I ain't talking about <laughs> I that. Right. No one thought... <laughs> You're breaking the code. <laughs> well, no, because it's disrespectful. Here's here's what it, here's what it is. It's the same thing as when people talk about money you make. You either make too much or not enough. Nobody ever makes just right. Like you never look right, at somebody right. and you go, "Oh, Sal makes X." Yeah, that makes sense. Good guy, not great, not terrible. That makes sense. No, you're gonna say, "Ah, oh, he is so overpaid." Or, "Oh yeah. my God, he doesn't make shit." You can't win in that regard. What? Like, I'm going to give you a number that everyone's going to be comfortable with? It ain't your fucking business. I don't tell people what I win. I don't tell people what I lose. Yeah, it's that's always it. so cliche when people post tickets of their winnings and stuff, too. Oh, I mean, that's, listen. Tickets want attention. But there's nothing wrong with that. Like, if you're having a good time with your boys and you just want a big bet, I don't hate anybody for doing that. Post on social media? What's the, what's the difference? You, because, you well, kids pe live for that shit. people only post their wins and never post oh, but their losses. Right. That's, 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 right. that. that's a different thing than what you said. You said if some, if you did it one time. One time, Holy yeah. shit, we're going to the Final Four and me and the guys cashed and you had a bet. One time. What? Someone's going to talk shit to you for that? Who cares? <laughs> if you do it all the time, you're a dickhead. There's yeah. no way you can win all the time, especially oh, in a like Vegas. My God. I'm not even convinced you can win, period. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, here's a question, kind of show-related, from Billy. Hey, it's a fair question. A lot of people ask this. Why don't you guys do more satellite shows around Metro Detroit? Love the show. They're a pain in the ass. Not a big fan of it. Think the show quality suffers, mm -hmm. and I'm not going to let the show suffer because some damn ad executive wants to make a little more money. Here's a dirty secret. I don't make any more money going out to a business establishment and doing a show. Mm -hmm. That doesn't do anything for me or my guys. That's a salesperson's wet dream. Mm -hmm. I've never liked doing remotes. You do them because it's a part of the business when you're new, and the show's got to generate, and you got to do some stuff. And as you move on, and as your show, look, we've been blessed enough that this show is sold out and kicks ass and does its thing. We ain't got to do them. Now, like, there's always going to be an inconvenience when mm -hmm. your company signs contracts they shouldn't sign, and they end up, oh, hey, well, this is a part of a deal, and you got to go do this and that and the other thing. I get pissed off when I got to go do shows out of studio because the show is not the same. Yes. The quality suffers. There's a little delay yep. uh, between the caller and myself that, that creates a bad audio listening communication problem. There's distraction. There's background noise. Yes. There's drunks. I'm not with my guys. There's no visual. There's no hand signals. I hate it. And it, Well, speaking of delay, because when you all are in Vegas and I'm back here, the delay of communication between us is off. I don't yeah. know when I can jump in because yeah. you all are looking at well, each other, but I this. can't see. Think about this. I mean, the D is one of the only remotes that I'm accepting of. I'm in oh, Vegas. Yes. It's March Madness. Yes. No one takes too. it serious. Yeah. Yes. Right? Like, it's like the old days. We used to do opening day. You can't even take that serious. No. Like, you, your, your show is shot. Like, when we go to Vegas, it's different. Yes. Wait, I get a vacation out of this. And I get to watch games all day, and I got to do the radio show. Oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. But going to the bars. Yeah, that's, hey, that's... we're live at a dealership. I mean, the shit I had to do in Lansing, <laughs> crazy, you man. wouldn't believe. <laughs> I had to set up the remotes, break the remotes yeah, right, down. Yeah. I had to sell the client. I mean, that's... 
No, but that's where the only one I can think of that is like okay in my book right now. Hell yeah, man. Wait, we're going to go to Vegas for yes. a weekend if I do two shows? Exactly. Fuck yeah, no, let's it's go. It's great. Okay, from Blake here on Instagram. Uh, Mike, what's the perfect type of, not cigar, but perfect type of Sunday football cigar? Ah, that just depends what you want, brother. I mean, is there I don't a difference? Like, I'm not a huge cigar guy. Is there a difference between just a great cigar and a uh, a, a perfect football type cigar? The perfect cigar it just requires 45 minutes to an hour and peace and quiet. Really, mm. that's it. The perfect football one is if the weather behaves itself. Nice fall afternoon. Maybe you just saw Michigan or Michigan State win. It's Saturday, not Sunday, so you still feel alive because you mm. know you don't have to go back to work. Sunday scaries. Maybe get out there at five, six o'clock, just as the you know the sun's going to go down, and you. Relax. I mean, look, cigars are like music. They're like alcohol. They're like movie. It's all subjective. I mean, I can't tell somebody what's good and what's not. They're asking my opinion on what's good. I'll tell them. There's no lock, stock, and barrel. I've had cheap cigars that are great and expensive cigars that are shit. I've had cheap cigars that are shit and expensive cigars that are mind-altering. You're like, wow, this is amazing. It it really just depends. So I, I, I don't I don't want to put something out yeah. there because someone may really hate it. Mm-hmm. So, yep. but no, I mean, look, my the, the cigar thing for me is couple of months. It's my time. I carve out an hour or an hour and a half, and that's mine. Mm. And I put the phone on silent. I might listen to music or I might put on a game on my iPad, and I will go out in my backyard and I will relax. And that's it. It's not a habitual thing. It's certainly not something I do every day. I certainly <laughs> understand the risks. I know that it is not something ultimately that is healthy, but I don't do it enough to where I think I'm putting myself at peril. Okay? I mean, I I don't know what I can do. It's what I enjoy. I'm not here for a very long time. I don't do drugs. I mean, the last... Jesus. I mean, I I don't drink much at all. I mean, forget about compared to Roberto. You're a big hookah guy, though, right? What? (laughs) Are you insane? No, I've tried that once in my life. I thought it was disgusting. It is pretty bad. Disgusting. I thought it tasted like cough syrup in, in smoke form. Terrible. Not my thing. Next. All right, from Matthew, uh, let's mix another sports question in here. What professional athlete do you think could play in a different pro sport? LeBron. I've always believed LeBron could have ended up being uh, a freakish kind of Yep. You know, Antonio Gates or um, Rob Gronkowski matchup nightmare. Kind of a flex tight end in the NFL. I absolutely, you could think I'm shit brain nuts. That's the one I've always believed. David, you have one that comes to mind? Obviously, yeah. we all can agree on LeBron, I think. I think OBJ could play basketball. That's a good one. I really think That's he could play one. basketball. He's a really good athlete. Knows how to keep his feet. I've, yeah. I've never seen him dribble or shoot, but I think his athletic abilities can transfer to basketball. Roberto, yeah. what musician could play a pro sport? Is there a musician oh, that B.B. King. King. Uh, well, there was times, remember, like Master P was trying no, I, out no, for I said teams. Could play. No, we mean good. Uh... Yeah, like Garth Brooks one time was playing with like a triple A team or something. Okay, we're good. <laughs> All right, next question. Well, this is perfect. Uh, it's next question is actually for Roberto. Well, it's actually a perfect time for me to tell you about our, our keynote sponsor. How about that? Yeah. You see what I just did to you there? The D Las Vegas. There's no segues. It's a podcast. The D is completely uh, what you're looking for. We talked about March Madness. Yeah, a hell of a good time. But they're also doing some different things now this summer, including... They are running a football contest, 1000 bucks, Circa Sports Million Pro, where it provides a $1.5 million guarantee. No rake, 100% payback, 50000 quarterly. You get the fellas together, get an entry, and add some juice to your football season. It's sports betting the way it used to be. The D also has their brand new sports book. And they're doing fantasy football drafts. You can get a private room, four big screen TVs, private cocktail service, and add a food program to it, 40 bucks a head, Call the D for more information. Check them out. It's the D.com to book your room today and get some information on that other stuff. The D.com, the D Las Vegas. It's your home for sports in Vegas. All right. Back to the mailbag, Saul. Yes, absolutely. So next question is for Roberto, and it's, of course, about his vinyl collection. Roberto, what is your most valuable vinyl record? I'm going to go get my lunch. In your possession. (laughs) And when you get back, he'll still be talking about it. Yeah. No, honestly, I, I don't really collect for big price or anything like that. It's just I like what I like, and you know, I have records that I've paid a dollar for. I have records that I've maybe paid, 
I, I don't think I've ever paid more than a hundred dollars for a record. So really, yeah. But like one thing you do is you'll often go to. Uh, I mean, I feel like you're always telling me, oh, I'm, I'm going to this random record store, this garage sale. Remember David, one time Roberto <laughs> took my car to go to a garage sale? Oh, I remember. His, his car was in the shop or something, and, and Roberto's like, yeah, hey, Sully, give me your keys. I'm going to go to a South Lion. South Lion. <laughs> I remember that. this garage sale, and you didn't even buy anything. Well, yeah, but you had, didn't even put gas in my car. For but it's also it. it's like the FBI. Like you have to pursue every lead, or you're not like you're, you'll you'll kill yourself if you knew that a guy went there to this garage sale and made a total score and a killing, yeah. and you didn't go. Or you I mean, could just hurts. not go. It you hurts. could just leave it all behind you and be can. done. You can, because you because if you've ever been on that side of you were the guy that that went to that random estate sale or something and you and you got that mother load you're always looking for that again it's like crack has that ever yeah, happened still to you fucking talking? <laughs> yeah has still that ever happened well, to you I, yeah hell yeah wow i mentioned times. the one time roberto took my car to go to south lion for a garage sale to, <laughs> to search for vinyls I'm glad I left to get my lunch. Continue. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, no, I don't think I've ever paid more than a hundred bucks, and I've paid as little as you know a dollar for a record. Oh, I thought you were talking about to a lady of the night. Oh, more than that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Mike. Do you th- here's a kind of an interesting one. Do you think that uh, heavyweight boxing will ever make a comeback? <laughs> nope. Is that serious? Why is there terrible competition? <laughs> I don't know, man. Those pay per views do absolutely huge numbers. Sports dead. Yeah, but that's pay-per-view. The, the sport, boxing, is never going to be at the height it ever was. Muhammad Ali, George Foreman. I mean, even my, Mike Tyson's days. It's never going to get to that ever again. You didn't think my answer was easier? No. <laughs> yeah. Next. If you can only listen to one musician, no one else, rest your life, who is it? Oh, my God. I can't answer that. I can't answer that. That's an impossible question. It's like saying if you eat one food. I mean, how am I supposed to answer? I mean, Roberto, you're the music guy. That's impossible. It would be James Dolan. <laughs> yeah, right. And the straight shot. Yeah. No, I don't have Roberto go first. No, I mean, that's really hard. He's I mean, the music guy. Geez. you got to pick one. Who? Devo? <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm just a, I'm a huge Kiss fan, so I guess I couldn't live without Are that, you so. kidding me that of Kiss. all musicians... You're on an island the rest of your life, and kiss is what you well, come up like with? Well, it's like comfort food. You know, it's like... Um, oh, my God. You grew up with it, and it's, you know... It's David it, who? I think Roberto knows my answer here. It would be Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder's my favorite artist. But he see, has a great catalog. That's I my can listen. Point. Stevie Wonder's an actual musician. Exactly. Kiss is like a bunch of grown men playing dress-up. <laughs> well, I thought you were going to say Joe to see. <laughs> yeah, Jagged Edge. I celebrate the entire collection. <laughs> Jagged Edge, man. <laughs> okay, next one. I'm going to answer this next one. Zach says, Sully, what's in your golf bag? What's it look like? What clubs do you have and what balls do you hit? Uh-huh. Um, so in my golf bag, well, wow, it's a perfect question. I love talking about this stuff. I have uh, RSI Irons tailor-made, Drivers Titleist 915, and then uh, I play Pro V once. Obviously, we've joked about that before. I don't even know. I don't, Get more spin on it. He's speaking another language. Yeah. How much How much does a box of Pro V1s cost? It depends if they're refurbished, if they're new or whatever. Well, See, brand new. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We talk about Roberto with his vinyl and his music. Sully is that way with golf. Oh I don't know. Like you said, Mike, I don't know what he just said. That's, what? Right. that's a my, different language. My putter's an Odyssey too, so I'll just but they, leave yeah, but that. see, his you you want like you have like the best of the best, right? No, like I, you I would, would you ever play with just what, something cheap I, because you like? No, it? one thing I'd really love to do is get, uh, and I've, t- I've talked to our boss about this before because he swears by it. Is get um, yeah, the guy who doesn't play custom fitted clubs. Jimmy don't even play no more. He can't even lift his arms over his fucking head. You're, you're gonna go order? Oh yeah, this guy vouches, dude. Jimmy can't even bend over. If he but getting custom fitted clubs in seven be, pieces, custom fitted clubs would be awesome. They're supposed to really help. Well, Here's an idea. It's expensive. Oh, uh, right. Well, you, you're blowing how much at the bar every weekend? <laughs> not, not, not a crazy amount. Take a month off, not strap, and have your clubs. There you go. Sell um, the old ones. You get a little money towards it. There you go. Is there a diminishing ROI with golf equipment? Uh, I mean, after so many years, you got to get new ones, yeah. No, I'm saying with the product. Is there a diminishing ROI, or does the better stuff, provided you have a modicum of skill, no. make you better? No. I, I would I would say no because the some of the best irons and best like Titleist stuff you could get like what all the pros use, they're um, I guess how the easy way to put it that the sweet spot on there is so you have to hit that so pure and so clean in order to ma- to actually get the club like there's no room for misses there's no forgiveness on it where if you miss it by just a little bit you're absolutely screwed 
So my collection is all Frankenstein of garage sale finds. <laughs> golf clubs, yeah, but, all mismatched. But you don't golf. Go you don't golf. golf. Roberto, right? I, hey. I just hope you don't bring your clubs. Find to some top good golf. scores at these garage sales. I want to see Roberto at Top Golf. He'd fall right in the netting. Though you saw me, I did all right. Why are you collecting stuff you don't even use? You're talking to the guy whose basement is filled with records. <laughs> Fair. You're right. Are you shitting me? <laughs> okay. He's, this... he's like Detective Lester in The Wire. He's got all the dolls. Like a hoarder. <laughs> yeah, he's making a, a yeah. maple, uh, what do you At least records cabinets. are kind of cool. It's more embarrassing to say, like, cassette tapes, eight tracks. Oh, my God. <laughs> Next. Um, okay. Random uh, just life question here. Do house guests have a right to complain if the AC is too low? And the heat is miserable. No. No. <laughs> no. This is my house. I love that no, question. Yeah. Besides, what maniac would have their house outside of the comfort zone? Right. There's a five-degree window there. Everyone should be okay. Well, anywhere between 68 and 72. Who mm -hmm. the hell could complain? Who complains? Well, right now with the heat out there, I mean, you're still keeping it at 68? No, I don't keep it at 68. I keep it at 70. Wow. What's wrong with 70? Is 70 a problem? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a problem. David, what do you keep yours at? Actually, because I have a lot of trees around my house and my house stays cool, I keep it at around 76. Oh. Oh. No, 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 no. no. See, 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 and here's the thing. You all are laughing, but my house was extremely cool. It's always cool because of the trees, so I don't need to keep it that low at 70. I don't need to do that. And my house is just fine. Wow. Love it. David wakes up, there's a chalk outline where he was sleeping. No. That's crazy. Wow. Like, I'm cool. sure I probably have like old vents and stuff. So like I, I keep it at like 68 and it's still only like 73 in the house. And then, you know, you get the you get the, the bill and it's insane. <laughs> so then you need to fix your stuff. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever gotten your ducks clean? Uh, not since I've lived there, no. How long have you lived there? Six years. Well, Dang, you're supposed man. to get them done every five. Oh my gosh, man. You got to get your ducks clean. I know. What? This guy and adult responsibility do not go together. <laughs> but he's well, going to buy from, vinyl tomorrow. You hear from a lot of people that that's like a... Um, a scam? Yeah. Yeah, well, I disagree. All right, guys, Sully here, and I want to talk to you about Coppercraft Distillery, our good friends over in Holland, Michigan. If you haven't checked out Coppercraft, make sure you stop by your local bar, your local liquor store, certainly at Comerica Park, and give Coppercraft a try. I've, I've been, you know, drinking Coppercraft for years now. Fantastic Michigan product. And I, I hate to say just a great Michigan product. It's a great product in general. But, of course, we always want to support Michigan products as well. Coppercraft Distillery. Learn more at coppercraftdistillery.com or on social media as well. They're also posting a lot of stuff about their really popular canned cocktails. It's perfect for the summer, whether you're on the boat whether you're golfing, certainly, whether you're walking around a baseball game or tailgating, whatever it is, canned cocktails make it super easy for you. Canned gin and tonic, canned whiskey, lemonade, bunch of great stuff. Coppercraft Distillery in Holland, Michigan. Learn more, coppercraftdistillery.com. Okay, uh, let's get one more grilling question in here from Ryan. Does Mike have a grilled wing recipe? Love you guys talking about grilling. Yeah, I don't do them much because I'll be honest with you, wings are just a pain in the ass and you never can get the nice ones. That some restaurants get. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why that's why there's wing places all over the place. Yeah, it's such a pain in the ass to do. You go to the market, you can get them, you can get them trimmed up, but they're never big enough. I mean, the wing recipe is easy. I just do them indirect heat for about forty five minutes. I'll set up the grill. If and again, I've only done this a couple times in the last couple of years. I don't make a habit of making them anymore because they're a pain in the balls. Half the grill, turn your burners on. Whatever you got to do to keep the grill right around. I don't know, two and a quarter, two fifty. I like to, in essence, smoke them. But two and a quarter, 250, give them some time on there, indirect, and then you ratchet the heat, and you're going to get some crispy on the outside. It, it, it's and, a pain yeah, in the And end. then you got to flip all 35 oh, yeah. of them. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. And Roberto just yeah. nailed it. Like, who the hell wants to just make 10 wings? you got to make like a short 80. Order. <laughs> you need a grill the size of Connecticut to feed anybody. I, yeah. The grilled wings thing is not for me. All right, this next question here uh, on Twitter. And look, this is one that we actually got a lot this week. This is something that Mike has uh, explained oh, God several gosh. times, but it goes to show you that some people just simply don't hear this sometimes. What? I want to know why Mike chose Michigan State for a college to attend. Oh, God. This again. It, it's right. multiple. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, uh, well, A, because I was not smart enough to go south or west for school. I should have just chosen good weather. Um, I apparently love winter. No, I, I, it was simple. I didn't have anyone in my family who had gone to school. And 
I knew what I wanted to do from a young age. It was this. I didn't have good advice. Like, I went to a lousy high school, and I don't even know if we had a guidance counselor. I just thought you needed a journalism degree. I never wanted to write for a newspaper. I never wanted to, oh, I'm on the beat. No, that was never what I wanted. I wanted to do exactly this. So I just thought I should get a journalism degree. Okay, sounded like a good idea. You know what I did? I went to Barnes & Noble. And I bought the Princeton Review Guide, and I found the top 20 journalism schools, and I applied to basically the five best ones I could get into. I'm not kidding. I applied to Boston University, Syracuse, Michigan State, Fordham, and just kind of shook it up. And Michigan State, I just liked. Like as a kid, 12, 13 years old, they were on all the time. And they would lose to Michigan and lose to Penn State and lose to Notre Dame, but I liked the logo. That was the time where the Gruffs party was a big thing. And I just kind of took a liking to them, even to the point where I, you know, called the bookstore so I could get a catalog. And then I would take some of my newspaper money or when I was working at the, a flower shop that sold Christmas trees and I, Christmas season comes around, you're tying Christmas trees to the roof of oh, cars. Sounds awful. Yeah, it was terrible. Um, <laughs> didn't get much better because then I worked the bottle room at a grocery store. Oh, and then I did landscape. That is so disgusting. And then I, worked, oh. then I worked at a carpet warehouse. Dude, I've done jobs, bro. Oh. So like... I just loved them. And then I applied to all these places, and I visited them. My parents said, if you get in, we'll take you. You're paying for it. I mean, obviously, my parents didn't have any money. So once you, when you're a kid from the East Coast, you don't have schools like that, campuses like that. The minute I set foot on Michigan State, I went, this is where I want to go. That's it. Like, I, there was nothing else. I still had to go see three other schools. It didn't matter. There was nothing the other schools could do. It just, I was sold. That was it. It just felt... Like where I needed to be. Nice. And I've felt that way ever since. So Clearly the right decision. That's kind of the cliff note deal. I hope that is acceptable. Absolutely. No, and it, that I is don't know why. I, it should have been Arizona State. That I'd is, be happy. Yeah. That. And that's a great story. That's oh, a great uh, story. All right, so next one from Aaron. My, uh, mainly for Mike, but anyone can add to it. Mike has dropped some WWF, WWE references randomly on the show. Did he grow up a wrestling fan? How long did he watch, and who were his favorite wrestlers? Oh, like it was... Um, I don't know, eight, nine, ten years old, Saturday morning wrestling, mm -hmm. eating leftover pizza, <laughs> British Bulldog, Virgil, the, the Bushwhackers, <laughs> the, what were they, the Demolition Squad or whatever it was, Hulk Hogan, naturally. Hulk but Hogan, yeah. Saturday morning, but I grew out of it quick. That wasn't really my deal. I was always fascinated, but when they would do the stand-up interviews and it would be like, what was it? Bobby the Brain Heenan and uh, the short asshole with the glasses. Mm -hmm. Jimmy well, Hart. Jimmy Hart. I wouldn't want to hit that guy. Mouth of the South. No, and they had, uh, what the hell was that guy's name? Kamala or whatever his name oh, was. Yeah, that was yeah, like 500 yeah. pounds. Yeah. yeah. But I grew out of it within, you know, three, four years. Sports wow. Sports was the thing. Like, I, I transitioned away from Saturday morning eating a piece of pizza to, mm. oh, hey, look, uh, what was it? Ahmad Rashad's NBA shows. <laughs> oh, inside stuff. Yeah. Oh, this week yeah. in baseball. Oh, Twip notes. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so it just changed yeah. quickly for me. I just, you know, that was that. I was into wrestling until ninth grade year. I thought you were going to say last week. <laughs> no, no, no. You no. got some of these guys at this office. They still like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, they God. do. They can really yeah. like go down the yeah. rabbit hole. Like, oh, my God. Well, that's why I got out of it because a, a kid, a friend of mine, ninth grade, would have all the pay per views. And he would tell me every Monday what it was like. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to end up like him for the rest of my life. I'm sure he's still into all that stuff. So I got away from it and just stuck to everything else. Wow. Wow. That's great. Saturday morning wrestling. It was either leftover Chinese food or leftover pizza. The Friday night special was the one night we ate out. Right. But no pizza with ranch, because as we found out from the study, that, was, that, that was New York of. hates pizza That was ranch. unheard of. Or ranch on pizza. You couldn't, you, I don't know that you could get ranch today. <laughs> it's unheard of. No, wow. I, I, don't, I don't eat ranch on anything. That's huge. Like, you'll it's get, disgusting. You'll A get, salad? No, no. Pete's no. place around here, people, like, ranch is always Yeah, but the, that, but Jets introduced yeah. ranch yes, yep. to the game. Yes. Yep. I, yes. I never yep. had seen ranch with a pizza before I saw a buddy order Jets. Sure. Mm -hmm. And Jets has the crack ranch. So people who like ranch, that, that shit, that's got yep. something addictive in it. Yep. People go bananas over it. But Jets... There's some over there in the office right now. ...started that. I don't know anybody who was in the ranch game before Jets pizza. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what it is. What do you mean? What is ranch? <laughs> you don't need to fucking know. <laughs> Come on, bro. No, I'll tell you what it is. It is 
Is it? Hold on. Hold on. I'm being serious. I'm being, about I'm being this. serious. Isn't ranch like buttermilk? Yes. Mayo and then seasoning. There's got to be some kind of vinegar or something. No, right? yeah. that's just buttermilk, tangy yeah. shit seasoning. I don't know if there's mayo in it. Isn't it? Well, I thought, wasn't Jets buttermilk oh, in the Hidden up. Valley Ranch packets? Isn't that the urban legend? No, I think it is butter because you can buy buttermilk ranch. I know that that's a thing. I mean, it's not like I'm, I'm, I'm churning my own dressing at home. I, Type I don't of salad know. dressing made of some combination of buttermilk, salt, garlic, onion, mustard, herbs, and spices. And spices. Mm. Mix into a sauce based on mayonnaise. Oh, okay. Okay. Or another oil. So it's mayo, buttermilk. It's what I said. So it could be mayonnaise or oil. Yeah. Oh, sounds Is awesome. the base. Listen, here's the deal. <laughs> when I'm back in Saratoga this week, here's what I'll do. I've only had... Two slices of pizza in a year and a half. I'm probably going to treat myself to a piece of pizza from my favorite place when I'm back home. I'm going nice. to go down there at the risk of being slapped across the face. Oh, no, don't, don't do, do it. it. I'm going to no. ask them if they got ranch. Don't yeah, Why don't you do go to that it. Roma place and ask them if they got any ranch? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'd like some mortadelle with uh, pistachios in it. Ranch and on? a side of ranch. ranch <laughs> they'll spit in my they'll, face. They'll bury you. <laughs> All right, next one here from Josh. Hey, you know what? We can mix in a, uh, a critical one, I guess. Oh. Somewhat, even though there is a smiley face and a no, thumbs up do after that. it. Doesn't matter. Go um, for it. I don't give a shit. Why do you go out of your way to curse on the podcast? It just seems forced. <laughs> um, this is just how I talk. <laughs> yeah, right. Forced? Yeah, no. I mean, I cop to it. No, it's, but, you know, really, there, is... there's, there's, no, there's no rule of swearing. There's no, no rule of not swearing. Correct. No, it's just not I mean, even a thought of thing. I'll be as honest far as with I'm you. Concerned. At the risk of sounding like a Neanderthal, when you're bottled up for four hours a day where you can't do anything, especially... <laughs> this company where their rules are like even like we don't even get to go to the edge of the FCC. Um, I just, I, this is how I am. And I don't know. I, I'm not telling you it's the greatest thing in the world. And I know smart people don't curse. Ah, I don't trust a person who doesn't curse. It's just, it's how I talk. What? Doke was asking how long we're going to be. Yep. <laughs> oh, I hit uh, the bricks. Oh, oh, we look oh, super nice. Come on, Doke. Why don't we take this time to talk about uh, Power Home Solar? Well, are you kidding me? You just said <laughs> It's a wonderful me in? time. Fine. Big power's at it again. That's right. Raising rates. Enough. Mm -hmm. Don't pay their high rates and increases. Pay yourself. Go solar today. Power Home Solar makes it easy to switch to solar by hooking you up with battery storage with your installation. When the longer days produce more energy than you use, no problem. Store it. Use it later. Own your power. Don't rent it. Power Home Solar. Number one residential solar provider in the state. One of the top solar installation companies in the nation. Power Home installs American-made panels. 30-year warranty. You can own your power, not just rent it and be at their mercy. You want to see if you can be a part of the movement towards cleaner, greener energy? Go to PowerHome.com. That's PowerHome.com. Or give them a call, 1-800-SOLAR-15. Schedule your free solar consultation today. Don't rent your power. Own it with help from Power Home Solar. So to answer the rest of that, Mike, look, A, the critical stuff's fine. I, that, mm -hmm. That's the whole game. Critical is cool. If you're just being an asshole, well, I ain't got no time for it. Mm -hmm. That's the difference. Oh, like, I always love that shit. Oh, he, he, he doesn't like criticism. Well, no, I mean, you want to call somebody a fuckface? Well, that's not criticism. Yeah, that is You're just criticism. a dick. It's like, I ain't got time for that. Yeah. I don't like that language. If you want to <laughs> yeah. tell me you don't like the show and why, I'm all game. Yep. And then I don't I'll, like the dirty talk. And then I'll tell you why the show is the way it is. Because as our song famously says, I like money. <laughs> this is a business. This is not a hobby. I have certain things I've got to do because the masses demand it. We like money. Mm. If I did what I like to do every day, I'd be doing a broke dick podcast with 50 subscribers breaking down how much I hate Dave Gettleman. That doesn't sound like much of a, of a retirement plan to me. <laughs> so that, I'm just, just saying, yeah. you want to offer criticism of the show? I'm here for it. But you got to give me a reason why. That's all. Yep. All right, let's get a couple more, and I know Doke's kicking uh, us out. Tell Doke he can uh, write. <laughs> from Kevin. And this is great, because this show actually just came back on Netflix, I think, last week. Thoughts on Last Chance You mm. as a Netflix show. I'll, I'll go first on that. I love it. I, I started watching the, the new season. I mean, it's cool. The guys that really are getting their last chance to, no pun intended, really get back to a big-time college football team. I got bored with it. I've never watched it. Love watching it. No, I, I just got bored with it once after season one. I started Buddy season Stevens. two, and it's like, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, okay. Jason Brown, the new. Well, one. that's the thing. Now, now, I, I will be old guy right here because even sometimes for me, Jason Brown, I'm like, all right, dude, come on, enough, you don't have to curse every. Five, you know what I mean? It's like you don't have to be so filthy it's and insane. raw. Yeah, it's you sensational. Know what I mean? Yep. He has to be entertaining, right? Right. I mean, he's on a reality show. He right. knows what he yep. signed yeah, up no, for. He knows, he knows the doing. camera's on. Yep. He knows yep. what they want. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Look, to me, it's okay. You like football? Right. Give it a watch, but right. There's way better things for me to watch. From Matthew, what's the best live music concert Roberto's ever been to? Oh, Jesus. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. I don't know, man. Um, oh, I loved seeing the Sex Pistols in 76. No, I, okay, you know what? I did think about this the other day. Of course you did. One of the best shows I ever went to that I wasn't expecting, I saw Sammy Hagar and David Lee Roth oh my God. at DTE in 2002. And... Uh, it really changed my view about Sammy Hagar and really made me a f huge fan of his. And he had a bunch of special guests that he brought out and totally blew David Lee Roth off the stage. Mm. And uh, it was unexpected. All I'm hearing is crickets in my head as you oh, talk about this. The only thing I know about David Lee Roth is he was one of the guys they tried to replace Howard with and he was terrible. <laughs> yeah, how long did that last? Probably like 10 minutes. <laughs> I don't have a view on David Lee Roth. Well, he's like the most like ADD guy. I can't believe they would give him that opportunity. Do you guys think that sports are heading in a direction where it will be more popular because of gambling and instead of the sport itself? Yes. Mm -hmm. It's already there. It's more popular because of fantasy or it's more popular because of social media. Yeah, gambling plays a huge role in it because it's interaction. It's engagement. The average, people are far more engaged. Yeah, the average NFL fan will watch, you know, four games. Mm -hmm. The guy who gambles watches 40. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's the truth. They've done the analytics on it. What do yep. you want me to tell you? I think this one from Nicholas might be an easy answer for Mike. For everyone, what is the one sports moment you go, you've go you gone back and repeatedly watched, and why? Trouble with a snap. It's got to be for you, right? No. I mean, that The Big one, Ten Championship game? You're, but you love watching, like, horse replays and stuff, too, so that oh, would sure. certainly be up there. No, I'll tell you, the, the one I love the best, though, it's not Trouble with the Snap, and it's not even anything from the Rose Bowl. It's Langford splitting the safeties and the moment we know we're going to the Rose Bowl. Because mm -hmm. up until that point, it was tight booty hole syndrome. You're like, wow, we were here just a couple years ago, and Russell Wilson fucked us. <laughs> like, it doesn't seem real until it's real. And then when Langford blew through and split the safeties and they just, they just clipped his heel and he was able to high step through it and go, that moment, that's when you knew you were going. That replay I've watched more than anything else. Mm. And of course, trouble with the snap is delightful. There's plenty. Mm. I, I mean, I, I tell you, I wish I had. I can't find it. Shame on me. I had a video of me and my dad when the Giants were going to the Super Bowl when the uh, Lawrence Tynes kicked the field goal right in front of us. Mm -hmm. I can't fucking find it. I've tried everything. I have tried everything. I had it. I was filming it because he had already missed like 15 field goals that game, and it was overtime, and it's Lambeau Field, and it's the NFC title game. And it was me and him, and I videoed it in the celebration, and there were giant fans around us. I I wish I could find that video. That yeah. is my greatest regret. You should be ashamed of yourself. Hold on, the, find the, the Giants <laughs> don't have a Super Bowl like cut DVD where it has that no, game. I'm talking no, about me footage. filming it. Right. Oh, and okay. then celebrating with my dad okay. and everyone around us, and it was just a re it was and it was minus thirty three out, but it was just yeah, I just I can't find it. Okay, David, you have one. Uh, the Super Bowl with the uh, Steelers and the Cardinals, the James Harrison touchdown. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that close to halftime touchdown. Well, that was it was halftime after that. That Super Bowl was amazing because it did go down to the wire. The Cardinals almost came back and beat us in that Super Bowl. I'll give you. I'll give you one, and I think even you guys who don't really watch golf will know this one. 2005 Tiger Woods Masters 16th hole <laughs> chip in Nike golf ball just hanging on the edge drops in. Watched that a million times. Never gets old. That's a good one. Goosebumps. That is a good one. I like when Kirk Gibson hit the home run off Goose Gossage. <laughs> there you go. And Sparky told him, he's not going to walk you. All right, let's end with this one. <laughs> Where am I? Something we've talked about uh, on the podcast before in terms of the state of the industry. Where do you see the state of radio 10 years from now? How much time you got? We probably could have seconds. another three minutes. All three right. minutes? Well, uh, I'm going to... Mm. Well, I'm gonna take, here, here's right. the deal. I'm scared. The state of radio for the future, mm. it's screwed. Yeah, it is. I mean, I'm not supposed to say it, but I don't care. It's screwed because companies 
like this are so far behind in the podcast mm-hmm. game and they don't prioritize digital. They don't prioritize on demand. And then when employees try to get them to prioritize it, they fight you or they put people out there who probably don't share the vision you share and then you have to fight them. I think radio has always had a mindset that our listeners will come to us and we will serve them. And that's a problem. You can't just roll the ball on the court and expect people to to, to play now. Yep. We need to get our content to the people. And we need to get it on as many platforms as possible. And like a great example, I mean, our show should have an Instagram and a Twitter and it should be monetized. And it's it's it's... Look, it's a comprehensive issue. The other problem, we don't have nearly the young people we need in this industry. We're not procuring talent. I mean, just last week, I mean, look, whether it's this company or, or, or others, uh, they're getting rid of a lot of really good talent because they, quote, make too much money and mm-hmm. we have a stock price. Well, here's the deal. Radio's a people business. It'll always be a people business. You need the people. This isn't Sports Center. You can't have a nameless, faceless person doing the radio show. It's a personality business, and that's why it's an expensive business to run, and that's why it's a slow-growth industry. That's why it's not sexy. That's why our former company sold all of its stations to this current company, because it made their stock price and their balance sheet look a lot fatter and a lot sweeter. But the issue is when you get in the business of publicly traded companies, it flies in the face of how you have to run this business. You have to take care of people. You got Yeah, you can have a 1,000-pound gorilla like me, but you also got to take care of the rest of the station, not only the people that are everyday guys, but you got to take care of the background players. You got to also develop a bench, and that costs money, and it costs time, but that's what we're not doing as an industry. We're taking great people. They're at the end of their life cycle. It's like a house, so great people are getting let go. They're getting replaced with people that are making 30% of what they made. And they think it's all going to be the same, and it's not. And then the old model where, well, people will come to us, nah, that ain't how it works. We, as an industry, have to take our content and deliver it to everyone, even at the risk of cannibalizing the market share in the antiquated ratings game. We have to do it. And the problem is these companies don't want to do it. They fight it. They think they got better answers. They don't evolve or die and the industry is dying is that three minutes That's i mean good, mike man. if you want 40 minutes on that i'll give it to you i wish we could turn around and you'll i know see because the oh um, my god jeez <laughs> yeah. uh, on that note we yeah. have to go do the terrestrial right, excuse radio me show. excuse me <laughs> on that note the one podcast at this place that banks has got to leave the studio now thanks for listening subscribe radio.com and apple pods and we're getting kicked out see you <laughs>